And Rabbi Daniel Hartstein is with us. He is sitting to my right. He's a Magid Shear and one of the most important people in Camp Misora. Is that true? I don't know, but he'll be very happy I said that. I can guarantee you that. My mom will be super happy. Is she going to be happy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Hartstein? Yeah. Mrs. Hartstein. Shout out to mom. Mrs. Hartstein's day has been made. Yeah, Her son listen, is- my, my day has been made. This may be the last day of my life. <laughs> This is all I've lived for until now. I don't know what what comes after. What do they say? Now I can die in peace, right? Yeah, this is it. Give me a little hoppies and uh, we're done. Hoppies? We haven't visited hoppies How yet. How do you not talk about hoppies? My gosh, we got to talk about it. I got to visit there and get a nice big scoop of ice cream. Uh, Rabbi Hartstein spends his year in the Holy Land, or at That's least right. the majority of his year in the Holy Land. I, I try, think there are times that you're back and forth, right? Back and forth as uh, uh, a CEO of a catering company, yeah. five-star caterers. And you and I had a conversation before that uh, I think our listeners would have found interesting that uh, these days, when it comes to food and or kosher food, there are basically two designations, expensive and very expensive. <laughs> That's right. Those are the two things you could, uh, those are the two ways you could spend money on food these days. And I don't know if that's ever going to change. You get the feeling that unless the consumer starts to rebel, it's never going to change? Listen, I could tell you from Israel, it, it has changed. There's been the, the Osom boycott where people stop buying Osom and all of a sudden the prices change. Seriously. So we should do that uh, here. There is, uh, you know, there's inflation and there's kosher inflation. I don't know if we have enough people suffering here to actually do that and to be successful at it, but that's interesting. Yeah, well, look, it's all about, uh, it's all consumer driven, and let's hope that things, in fact, do improve economically here, uh, like hopefully they are in Israel uh, these days. So you've been to a Camp Masora once or twice, huh? I've been. I've seen a lot. Uh, had the great uh, zchus of uh, coming about, uh, this is our seventh year, I believe. Yeah. And uh, our first two years, I actually was a full time member here, not just the weekend warrior. Uh, and I started uh, the concept of what now is the Kobe Colo, uh, the idea of informal education where we welcome the entire camp to our wonderful, wonderful establishment of uh, the boys' shul. In those days, it was back in uh, one of the Colos. And it was amazing to see how informal education. I also have another job. I have a lot of jobs in my life. I see that. You live in Israel. you got to have a lot of jobs. <laughs> so I'm a uh, Rebbe in Lev HaTorah. Right. And uh, I'm very much into informal education, teaching everyone. I have this chus of going into every shir and teaching business halacha. And uh, I, find, I just found it amazing. I, I actually convinced Ari of this approach, of the approach of if you build it, they will come. If you have it, he told me, you could do the Thursday night, t- nobody's going to come. It's, it's against the canteen, you know what I'm saying? But everybody came. We would have hundreds of people. The lights would go out. And they weren't coming from the chillin'. No offense to the chillin' here. Uzi's a great, great chef. And just singing and just people sharing. Teens and neats. Everybody would be coming. And it really shows what, uh, you know, what, what is the real, uh, I like to say, Masika of Torah. We every, dive in for uh, it every morning. Every time I, I come here and do a show, uh, invariably I end up mentioning what the very first night of camp was like back in 1990. Uh, and in those days, excuse me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Even on the air, sometimes you have to sneeze. I, I just learned that. This, and is, <laughs> this is fascinating. And I've been holding it in <laughs> for two hours in case I would be interviewed. <laughs> Wish I had that skill. But anyway, um, the very first night of camp, there was a spirit. There was some type of aura. Uh, all the way back then, and it just uh, it has lasted until now. Uh, and I know that there are a lot of great camps out there doing wonderful things and, and compliments to all of them and to their staff for everything they do for Jewish youth. But there's an intangible up here that is as, ant- at, that is as intangible as can be. 
can't put your finger on it. There's just a spirit, a ruach, an avirah, an atmosphere that sets this place apart. And it sounds like that the success of the program you spoke about is all part of that. And I think here in camp, as it's been continued, both with the Kobe Kolo right. and uh, Rav Goldberg's Kolo, you know, this concept that all of a sudden these... I think it really is the fact that it's not mathematics anymore. It's not a subject that you have in school. It's something you can volunteer to do. And they volunteer, and they come in, and they say, wow, this is fun. This is sweet. This is beautiful. I like this. And we start to understand the words of the Harevna, that the Torah should be sweet. They, they see it. It's fun. I teach in a way of humor. Um, I sat for over an hour with a bunch of teens last night. And we went, and, and you know, the biggest compliment was somebody comes to me and says, you're not really a rabbi, are you? <laughs> Meaning, how is that's it possible? Great. How is that? And that's the greatest. And it's true. I did. I did get you know my smich on rabbis. dot com. But still, you know, we we no. I, you actually spent time at a website. Right, right. Twenty nine ninety nine. No, I give I give cover to my rebbe, Rav Aaron Salvatore, who gave me smicha. But certainly, you know, that beauty of somebody saying that to you, saying this is what Torah could be. This is what my davening could be like. Uh, it, it changes a person. And, and, and I think parents feel that. A lot of times they say, well, what have you done with my child? Which is obviously in the positive. This is amazing. Uh, they they want to, at the Shabbos yeah. table, hear a Sivan Rav Meir's yeah. uh, book. And, sing, and sings mirrors. Yes. And have a long meal, yes. frankly. You know, that, that camaraderie and uh, spiritual get-together we all have. And then discuss how many hours till Mincha. That's basically that's basically <laughs> like the schedule. We all do. That's like basically the schedule do. for lunch. That's how it works. Uh, right. Rabbi Hartstein is with us talking about Camp Masora. Now you mentioned Lave. I have to. There's um, and again, you know, I, I'm I'm at a stage now where I'm not as familiar with what's going on in Israel. But when your institution, and I know it's not yours, but you get my point. The one you're working. I'm with. I'm part owner of the no. <laughs> the one you're working with. When that name is mentioned, the, people understand the depth of the great work that they're doing, especially with the whole army piece 100%. and meeting the needs of the students of the Talmidim who want to be connected to Yeshiva, no matter what they're pursuing, including the IDF. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. It, it's amazing. I, uh, we, we moved to Israel, thank God, uh, with my wonderful wife, the head counselor, Serena. Uh, who you I, haven't seen since June. Yeah. I have not, as I, I like <laughs> Even to say. Though you're I'm, single, I'm single this summer. <laughs> um, and... You know, it's it's been 14 years, Baruch Hashem, and I didn't know anything about Leva Torah. I wasn't involved. And uh, thankfully, I live on the same block as uh, the greats, Rav Boaz Mori, the Rosh Hashiva, right. and Rabbi Fass, and all the wonderful people. And it took really, literally, maybe a few days. You know, when you volunteer your time and said, I'll work for free, Rav Boaz was like, sure, what do you want to yeah. teach? All of a sudden, you want to become a market here. But Shmo Kenu, the Leva of the Torah, it really is the name. You see, and it's the same concept, by the way, the same idea of informal education. Of course, you have the Gemara share, and of course, you know, but, but guys get into it, and they love the Leva part of it, of saying, hey, wait, let's concentrate on it. I hate to say this line. Uh, I don't think I coined it. But, we, you know, the way it is now, I have a lot of students that come in, and this is not unique to Leva Torah. They are 100% physically religious, but spiritually not so sure. Right. And that's what we need to concentrate on. And it's such a beautiful thing, Levotar, with Tishas and Onigs and informal education and Musr and, and Hasidus. Really, you get to see what the beauty of Torah is. And, and they again, want help to attain that. It's not like they're doing it you know, against their will. They it, want help to attain what you're describing. Exactly. And it's the same here in Camp Masora. It's exactly that. They want it. They're hungry. They're thirsty for it. They just need people to bring them in in an informal way. And there's, you know, right next door to us is this Kobe Kolo. I'm shocked. People will come up to me and say, do you have 10 minutes to learn? No, wh wh what do you tell a 10-year-old that says that to you? And I'm like, to learn what? <laughs> no, Torah. 
it's such a beautiful thing to see that guys come in. They say, "Well, I have a free period now. Can, can we can we learn a little bit?" Uh, that really shows uh, that they're thirsty for it. So Baruch Hashem, both in Leva Torah and both here in Kamisora. It's a great success to be able to uh, volunteer my time. I'm hoping to get paid one of these days. Times are a little different. Stacey, be careful over there. Times are a little different. No, there was just a there was just a B. I was worried about you. That's all. Times are a little. You different. You weren't worried about me. It's well, it wasn't near you. <laughs> Students coming over or campers in this case asking for a few minutes to study Torah. That's that's a big change in our community. It is. And, and we talk about Balabatim, who yeah. now are at the level of certain. Rabbonim, I mean academically, I'm not talking about leadership skills necessarily. But, you know, with that, that transition has taken place already in our community. Now that younger people are looking to, you know, do what you just described is pretty impressive. It really is. It's, it's you know, almost like a, a, back in the day, a camper coming in and saying, you know, can I have that Gatorade? Can I have that? They're coming in and right. saying, I want a drink of something. Do you have it? And, right. you know, how can you say no to that? Hey, so. it's Masora. I think the tradition is a vitamin water. Like, if I'm, if I'm <laughs> Very mistaken. well said. Well I don't know said. if you ever saw that video, but the, the famous video of Binyamin Siegel using That's vitamin right. water on his cereal. That's right. That'll go to the annals of history, you know. <laughs> anyway, Rabbi Hartstein, what a delight. It's been a delight. I was told that you were that you were, that you were gun shy, that you didn't want to appear here. Oh, no, yeah. I was told that we wouldn't be I able have to been... convince you to get on the air, and yet you were magnanimous. Yeah, you were magnanimous. Animous enough to spend some time with us this morning, which is such a nice feeling for me. <laughs> after all this, after being told that you refuse to be a guest all, on the Listen, air. all your sons, thank God I've had this chus of teaching through the waiter program. That's right. And I've been begging Yoshua, begging <laughs> Yoshua. I brought a cookie platter today. I don't know what else to do. But now I, I don't know what to do after this. Do you have it's, any ideas? I'm not sure what the next step in life I would be. I don't think there's a next there step. But there is a mystery I'd like to uh, reveal. And that is the moment you stepped up to uh, be on the air, that cookie Cookie platter disappeared. So <laughs> I, I guess I guess it's on to the next show now. Sivan, 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 Sivan. It's on to it's on to show now. I'm going to do my Hebrew interview after this. Oh, look, it reappeared. Isn't All that interesting? Sudden. But it's on its way to the next journalist. What can I tell you, Rabbi Hartstein? Always a pleasure. My pleasure. Looking Thank forward to reuniting much. with you in many wonderful places, Amen. including Israel. I hope. Amen. One Amen. of these days. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of Jam in the AM. We're at Camp Misora.